0: Welcome to Mental Fitness Matters, a show designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve their mental fitness. Now, here's your host, Tracy Alston. Hey, hey, everybody. I hope you guys are out there doing amazing. Uh, Today's show is going to be really, really fun. I know we are all very, very familiar with what we would consider busy seasons or busy times throughout the year. Um, whether that's a holiday season, whether that's a transition season, whether that's a season of loss um, or just maybe starting something new, something beginning or something ending, starting different seasons in your life or busy seasons in your life. It's really important to learn how to manage your stress levels Emotions and overall health throughout these seasons. It can be challenging. It can be very, very difficult because what we consider busy or always going on, something always going on, can really present a lot of stress. So, on today's show, I want to discuss five quick tips for managing stress during a busy season of your life. Uh, Before we get into that, I want to ask you a quick question. I want you to begin to think about some things for me. Think about what you consider. A busy season or a busy time in your life. You might actually be experiencing that right now. And what about this season or this time of year for you is causing you the most stress? What are your thoughts about it? What are your expectations, fears, worries, or concerns? Think about that for a second. Now I want you to take that a step further. Is there anything about this season or time of your life that you look forward to or that you enjoy? What do you enjoy about it? What do you look forward to? And if you are answering that question like, "Uh, no, I'm not sure I really enjoy the kind of chaos that I'm experiencing right now. I want you to go a little further with that. Has there ever been a season like this before in your life? That you can remember? Has there ever been something like this going on in your life, this busy time of year in your life, that you felt like, you know what, that was good? I am really enjoyed that. And if you can think about that part of it, what did you look forward to? The reason why I want to start with those questions before we get into today's show is so that we can really begin to think about things or situations that could be causing us stress, but also the things that could be causing us joy. Because if you can start to really get a handle on what types of things, what types of situations, what types of environment, what types of people really kind of bring you down or pull you up. This is going to help you better manage and prepare for the busy seasons of your life, because the truth is they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Life is going to continue to throw curveballs at us, scenarios at us that's going to test our mental, physical, spiritual and emotional well-being. And it's not about those things never happening again. It's really about us being able to recognize, appreciate and navigate our life during those seasons in the best way possible. If you've been listening to the Mental Fitness Matters show, you know, we are talking about how do we become mentally equipped to handle the challenges and the stressors of life. So I want you to begin to think about this and your goal for your upcoming busy season or busy period in your life that you wanna be better than when it started, okay? We're gonna have some better uh, tools and skills to handle this next season in our life. So the very first tip that I wanna give you in being able to reduce stress during this time is saying no or creating some healthy boundaries. Saying no or creating some healthy boundaries. And let me tell you, when you learn the art of creating healthy boundaries and saying no in your life, your whole world changes. Your whole world changes. When you think about your mental health, how you feel, your energy levels, when you're able to get some things off your plate, set healthy boundaries and say no. The the whole world looks different. A few benefits of setting healthy boundaries in your life can look like a boost of confidence or self-esteem. You begin to get more courage in situations where you're faced with somebody else's demands or maybe you put demands on yourself and then you're able to say, you know what, this is causing me a little stress. I want to just back off a little bit or maybe I can't take this on right now. You're going to get confidence in your inner voice by being able to speak up and just say not today or no, not right now. It's going to allow you to be clear. With yourself, get a little further and deeper in expectations of what you need during that time of year. Because busy seasons or transitions in life can be different for all of us. And so I think as we're thinking about setting healthy boundaries and being able to kind of create some things around us to protect your energy, your mental and emotional health, you want to first be able to kind of identify that's why I ask you those very first questions. What are those scenarios? What are those things that present that stress? But also one of those things that present that joy, because you want to know for yourself, what do I need? What do I need right now? And if this is a season in my life where there's a lot going on, I may not need to take on something else because I might can't show up and be the full self that I want to be or the best version of myself that I want to be. So that might be a great time to be clear to say, you know what? Not right now. It also creates a feeling of necessary freedom. A load off of your shoulders and it provides you with a good practice of being able to kind of reduce that load manage that load and that type of freedom that ability to breathe if you're loading your schedule down just saying yes everywhere you go and then you look up and don't have time for your family yourself things that really matter to you some of those hobbies and it's like those things are going out of the window when you kind of take some things off of your plate It creates space and it gives you some freedom and it gives you a ability to kind of breathe a little bit easier. So being able to set some healthy boundaries, saying no when you need to really does benefit your overall mental and emotional health. And ask yourself another question, the way that we begin to do this. So let's say you're saying right now, okay, Tracy, I understand I need to set some boundaries, but. I don't have time or space to do that because I'm responsible for a lot of different things in my life. I'm pretty sure you're not the only one out there that feels that way. So how you begin to start in creating these healthy boundaries is, number one, by giving yourself permission to identify maybe one or two areas of your life that you would like to establish better boundaries in. You don't want to just kind of set this thing up where you're trying to create and set boundaries everywhere in your life. Just pick one or two areas where you're like, you know what, this has to change. That could be better boundaries around your time. Are you someone that does kind of say yes to everything and then you recognize there's only 24 hours in a day and you have to be better managing of your time and now you're just overcommitting committing yourself? So maybe time is a place where you can look at this year, uh, this year coming up or right now and say, you know what? I can do better around managing my time. If I'm noticing that my schedule is getting so full and I'm not able to do the things that I enjoy doing, whether that's reading, exercising, uh, hanging out with friends, spending more time with family, traveling. If my calendar is so full that I no longer have time to do that, maybe you could say, you know what, I'm going to spend the first two hours of my morning or at least two hours out of the month doing some things that I don't normally get a chance to do. So maybe boundaries around your time is an area that you could start. Maybe you need better boundaries around your finances. Maybe there's some things going on in your financial well-being that you're like, "You know what? I'm over-exerting or overspending or underspending here. Maybe that's an area that you take a look at and say, you know what, How do I set better management and boundaries around my financial well-being? Will that free me up? Will that make me feel better? What can I do differently here? Maybe it's around your conversations and your relationships. I think it's very healthy to take inventory around how are my relationships, how are the conversations that I'm having with people on a daily basis making me feel. If I need to set boundaries, whether it's with family members, friends, coworkers, whatever it might be, maybe there's some things going on. If you're having conversations with people and you feel worse than when you started, take a look at that. Maybe you don't have to spend three hours on the phone with Negative Nancy. Maybe you can only check in for 30 minutes, 10 minutes and say, "Okay, I got to go. So if there's boundaries that you need to set, pick one area and identify how you're going to set a healthy boundary for yourself and start there. Just one. And we all have one area in our life that we can say, you know what, if I manage this area of my life better, whether that's food, relationships, finances, the things that I'm consuming, I'm going to feel a lot better. I'm going to create some freedoms. All right. So that's tip number one, being able to say no or create healthy boundaries in your life. Number two, reduce the junk you're consuming, reduce the junk you're consuming. Busy seasons or busy times in our life always cause us to consume or crave junk. And I seriously mean that it causes us to crave junk. Did you know that stress causes your adrenal glands to release a hormone called cortisol? When this happens for you, you may notice an increase in your appetite and a desire to eat more sugary, salty or fatty foods. So stress can really cause us to crave more junk food, literally in our life. And so we have to be very mindful of those things. How is that impacting how I feel? How is that impacting what I'm craving? And I'm not only just talking about junk that we consume as it relates to food. I'm also talking about junk that we allow in our ears or in our visual space. We have to also begin to reduce that type of junk we're consuming as well. It kind of goes back to one of the examples that I gave in that very first tip. If there are people or things that you're listening to or watching or talking to every single day, Ask yourself this question when you're trying to reduce the junk in your life, not only from a food source, but just from an environmental or connection source. Ask yourself, are you leaving conversations feeling heavier? More tired? Sad? Angry? Frustrated? When you're done speaking with someone or just when you're done listening to something? If so, this would be considered junk that you need to think about reducing. Think about that a step further. What about the things that you're watching on TV? Are you someone that's feeling like after you've watched or listened to a show, are you, are you more sad or depressed or are you happier? Are you inspired? Are you energized? Are you motivated? Does it make you feel better? So pay attention to that. Pay attention to how you're feeling. So just like the things that we eat, can make us feel heavier or lighter. The same goes for the things that we listen to and watch. It's all feedback. It's all an informational system. And we have to be more mindful in getting into the driver's seat and taking the necessary steps to set ourselves up for the best version of ourselves. We cannot continue to consume the things that we consume and expect the results that we truly want are going to happen. It just doesn't work like that. So on a regular basis, if you can kind of just check in, if you're number one, starting off with that tip of setting a healthy boundary for yourself, pick one thing. Number two, if you're like, okay, now I'm going over to reduce some of the junk in my life, the junk that I'm consuming. Pick one thing. Pick an area where you're consuming junk and decide how we're going to get this out of my life so consistently. I don't need to be here every single day for the same amount of time. I can't spend my time or my energy in that place anymore because it's no longer serving me. So pay attention to how you feel and make your decisions and act accordingly. Tip number three, make routines and consistency a priority. Make routines and consistency a priority. Have you guys ever noticed that when busy seasons or busy times in your life happen, all of our routines go out of the window? whether that's a holiday season, a stressful season at work or something going on for the family, family vacation, summertime, whatever it might be. When there's a busy season in your life, all of the things that we were consistent on and working on, all of those goals and routines go out of the window. And so when you think about that schedule picking up, your own schedule picking up because of whatever the season is in your life, you got to make sure that we start to make our routines and our consistency something that we prioritize because we've all been there. We've all been there. We've had our schedules. We're rolling right along. We're on track. We're meeting our goals. And then life has a nerve to show up and throw us off track. So knowing that we've all felt that we've all been there, we have to commit as we're thinking about Tips to help us reduce this stress around this time, committing to keeping your routine, keeping some consistent schedule about yourself, making that a forefront and priority will be very, very helpful. Um, So even right now, if you don't necessarily have a routine or schedule, this would be a great time to go ahead and put that in place. Um, Because according to the research, predictability, repetitiveness and consistency in your routines are calming And they help reduce your anxiety. They also help you take control over your day and subsequently your life. So think about that. If you don't have a routine, you don't have a schedule, think about putting yourself on one because repetition. We talk about this all the time here. Brain health, consistency, making sure we're doing things over and over again. It's the way that we create a new pathway. So it's very important for you to figure out how you can begin to set a realistic schedule and try to hold yourself accountable to it. And recognizing too, that there's gonna be days where you're not gonna be able to get those things accomplished. Whatever you had set up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., you just don't have the time in your schedule to make that happen, so there may be a day or two that things don't get done, and that's okay. But having a schedule, having a routine, having something that you have in place allows you to get back on track, okay? So it's important that you have something in stone So that it allows you to get back on track when life happens. All right. So the very first thing I want you to remember here, because I think this is where people get caught up. We're so all or nothing focused in a lot of our lives and a lot of demands that we place on ourselves that if we do miss a a deadline or a schedule or a workout or a meal or whatever it is that we're setting ourselves up for, we feel like it's all gone out the window and no progress has been made. So it's important to set some boundaries around this tip right here. The very first thing I want you to do is be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. When creating routine goes wrong for people is when they look at everything as pass or fail. If it's a pass or fail, you are literally doomed from the get go because there's no such thing as perfection. Uh, One of my favorite quotes and my dad says this all the time, it's progress, not perfection. And so you have to think about that. When we think about getting ourselves in a mindset before you can even begin to create consistency around routines and schedules, you need to be in a mindset that it's not pass or fail here. It's making progress towards that thing that I'm working on every single day. It's forward movement. Okay, progress is forward moving, even when it feels like you're taking a step back. Progress is forward moving, even when it feels like you're taking a step back. If you think about that word perfection, if we've got to be perf- perfect in everything we do, that's something that's never attainable because as humans, we're always wanting and desiring more. I don't care what your goal is. Think about your year. Think about the time right now. How many goals have you set for yourself and you somewhat met those goals or met those goals and now you're on to something else? It never ends. So literally setting yourself up for success is going to make sure you start off in this place with being patient with yourself. I don't have to be perfect. I just need to be forward moving and making progress. Number two, another way to kind of set yourself up for success in this area. Again, start with one thing. Start with one thing. A lot of times we want to add 50 million things to a to do list and change. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And then we end up doing absolutely nothing. So it's not about loading your list down and saying we're going to check all these things off. Start with one thing. Be consistent with that one thing. Give yourself credit for that one thing and then go from there. And that brings me into number three, celebrating your small wins. Because if you're being patient with yourself, if you're giving yourself one job, one area to remain consistent in, maybe that's gonna be starting off your week, working out every single morning. Before you do anything else, you're gonna get you a workout in because your days are long and you don't get a chance to do it any other time. You wanna be consistent with your exercise routine. If you're doing that, Four out of seven days a week, three out of seven days a week, five out of seven days a week, seven, whatever it is. Celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the areas where you have been consistently hitting that goal for yourself. Okay, each day that you're working towards it is a victory. So you want to make sure that you're spending time not only saying what you're going to do, but recognizing that you're doing a lot and that that also needs praise as well, because that helps build the fuel and the momentum that you're going to need to keep going. That's also going to be a good reminder that when things can't be done or you miss that morning of exercise or that routine, it's because maybe I had a, a meeting to go to. Maybe something came up and you couldn't get it in. It's all good. You got other days of the week to go from. OK, so celebrate the small wins. Tip number four. This is a good one. and I think we don't spend enough time here. Um, it's really as simple as laughing more. Laughing more, allowing yourself to play and kind of get back into a childlike spirit. Um, And if you don't recognize in terms of your own childhood, if there weren't many positive things there and you don't feel like you kind of had that, whatever the safe situation may be, find you a space that brings you joy, that you can laugh more. Because that saying that laughter is medicine, that is a real thing. Um, Laughter really is a natural painkiller. Uh, The act of laughing produces endorphins known as the happy brain chemical, and that acts as a natural painkiller. It reduces stress and anxiety, helps ease pain, and it makes you feel better. So laughter improves your overall mental health. We can take those things for granted, but when you think about the research behind what laughter does and how it lights up areas of the brain, it really does have a change Uh, from a deeper level, making us feel better and perform better. And it's long lasting. And so if you're noticing that your situation or the stressful season in your life or time in your life is causing you to be cut off from that joy, from that laughter, from that playful energy, you want to make sure that you pay attention to that. Set your schedule up where whether that's five minutes, you're listening to your favorite comedian or you're watching something on TV, or you're calling that person on the phone that you can always pick up that phone, and they're always cracking jokes. They're available to kind of make you laugh. We all know those people, or we've all watched that show or listened to that entertainment. So there's ways that you can get it in, okay? And so if you're around an environment that doesn't provide much of that, figure out what you need for yourself, what those things are that make you laugh, and make sure you're spending more time doing it at least three to five minutes a day. So put that on your tip list. Laugh more. Tip number five. This is one that is very, very common that I think we all kind of know that there are some benefits here, but it's one that's kind of harder to do if you don't have a schedule or routine, or if you're not somebody who exercises or moves quite often or frequently, you might say, ah, I know I need to move. I know it makes me feel better, but it's just getting going, getting started. But movement, guys, movement. If this is a busy time of year for you, remember I said a lot of times we get off track. We pick up some bad habits when it comes to stress and in busy times of our life or busy seasons. So we have to be intentional about incorporating movement into our daily schedule. If you're at a work place or environment that requires you to be sedentary a lot of times in the day, uh, set yourself a, a reminder on your phone. Those alerts on our phone are so powerful. It can just literally be every hour you can set an alert that says move, which gives you permission to get up, go to the bathroom, walk down the hall, walk outside, get away from your desk for a moment. Get away from that thing that you've been sitting in front of for the last hour and move and move those things. Releasing those hormones of stress are so good for your mind and your body. So you want to make sure that if it's not something that's scheduled for you or already happening for you or you're in situations where you're not getting a chance to do that as much as you'd like, you got to put it on your own calendar. We can no longer give our power away and expect somebody else to incorporate that in our lives for us. Because if you're at work and you're sitting down, people want you working and getting that work done. You don't care about how much you're moving. So you have to know for yourself. Setting those healthy boundaries. This could be one of those one that you put on that list. I'm going to move more. You can do that by literally sitting that on your calendar. Every hour I'm moving. If I'm normally sitting down to do my work, I'm going to stand up and do the work that I can do standing up. So putting yourself in position that you're always moving, always on the kind of go, for example, and and park a little further in the parking lots. Get you some exercise that way. If you can park at the back of the parking lot and walk to the front, that might be the only movement that you get a day. It's better than nothing. So celebrating, again, those small wins, giving yourself an opportunity to be better, but also giving yourself a chance to kind of reduce the chaos that's already around this stressful season in your life. If you're doing the things you can take care of and control, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. Okay, so. Again, guys, this episode is more so about recognizing that busy seasons, busy times of life, it's just the nature of life. They're not going anywhere. I don't care what you call the season. I don't care if it's holiday. I don't care if it's summer. I don't care if it's transition or whatever it is. There's seasons throughout every one of our lives and they're always considered busy. But what are we doing about those things that we can actually be in the driver's seat of to make sure that we're protecting our overall mental, physical and emotional health? We have control of that. And so it starts by giving ourselves permission to set some boundaries, some healthy boundaries for ourselves. And after we've set those healthy boundaries for ourselves, we want to make sure that we're reducing the junk that we're consuming. If you're noticing your eating habits are going out the window, your company that you're keeping is going out the window, reduce the junk in your life. Then make your routines consistent. Make your routines consistent and make those things a priority so that way you are not caught off guard by life just lifing, by life just lifing. And as you're doing that, have fun, laugh more, engage in something that's fun, go back to childhood, be a kid for a few minutes a day. It it does wonders for your mind and your body. And then most importantly, move. Most importantly, move. If you listen to this show today and you feel like somebody can benefit from that, make sure you guys are sharing, um, downloading and subscribing to the Mental Fitness Matters podcast on YouTube, but also all podcasting stations or visiting TracyAustin.com. We always have different deals and specials going on to help you on your journey for mental health and mental fitness. And we want to make sure we stay that partner for you. So I want my community to continue to shine bright. I don't care what the season is. We're going to thrive. We're going to be better than yesterday. We're going to continue to grow, change, and evolve. I appreciate you guys so much. Cannot wait to see you guys soon. Go out and shine bright like the stars that we are. See you next week. That's it for today's episode of Mental Fitness Matters. Get more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness by joining Tracy every Thursday from 8.30 to 9 a.m. and 6.30 to 7 p.m. for Mental Fitness Matters on News Talk WSIC.